All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape. With host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. All right, presented by Botano, it's time for the Thursday edition of Lease Morning Take. Nick Alberga in with guest co-host, uh, of course, uh, Anthony Stewart. It's American Thanksgiving. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good. I don't think I'll be celebrating. I ate too much turkey at the last giving, uh, Thanksgiving, so I'm taking it easy today. Are you a big turkey guy? I guess, oh, I'm guessing you are. Yeah. Turkey yeah. sandwiches the next day, turkey soup, turkey clubs, turkey, turkey, turkey for me. For anybody out there, Stewie's a phenomenal follow on Instagram specifically because the fam jam, as you call it, like the the fam family gatherings with the food you put you guys like it, it's it's next level, man. It's insane. Yeah, I used to say my sister is like a king lasagna maker, and I used to always brag yeah. about it being better than Italy. But I actually recently went to Italy, and it's a whole yeah. different level out there too. But it's it's a good lasagna. Yeah, it's it's a bit different, uh, but that's awesome, man. I'm I'm a big foodie as well as you know, and uh, I am in the states, so it's like really really weird because I was out last night and everybody's like Happy Thanksgiving. I'm like my Thanksgiving's in October, but like try explaining to an American that we have our own Thanksgiving. It takes a while. Yeah, the one thing is I'm not even a big NFL guy, but it is yeah. big over there. Football all day, oh, every day. So again, I, when I was there, I was living the tradition, and that's why yeah. I was watching. Yeah. And so I wanted to answer the question because people were wondering yesterday, I brought this up on the show to Rosie. Actually, I said, hey, should it be a full send on Drinksgiving? They call it Wednesday night special Drinksgiving. Apparently, it's the busiest bar day of the year. And I'm here to report it was a green light special last night and I did go out, but I made the game. So I'm playing. I'm playing wounded today. 
That's great. Uh, they don't say how they say how many, but uh, again, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm a dry, dry November, dry December. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Until tonight, I'm actually doing an Easter seals event, brick five tomorrow. So oh. I imagine there might be some root beers flying around tonight at the draft party. I love it. I love it. So I'm playing guilty. Uh, it reminds me like you're playing days. How often do guys play guilty on the road, man? It feels like it feels like anytime a guy lit it up on the road, you know, he was out the night before. eh? Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. And uh, it, I don't think it happens much this day, uh, this time and age. But back when I was coming, there was some uh, party animals. I actually had a late night one night in Vancouver uh, where I was partying with Cuba Gooding Jr. And let's just say no I played way. guilty. And, yeah, and I had to get a fight uh, early to at least have something on the score sheet because the legs were not there. <laughs> oh, man, I'm not there mentally right now, but I'm ready to talk uh, talk some Toronto Maple Leafs. I am here mentally. Don't worry. Dave Bullitt's coming up on the show today. I also want to get your opinion. I, I hope you caught this, but I watch this again over and over and over and over and over again. Greg Popovich, man. Like, did you see that? that that's the most outrageous that, thing uh, I've ever seen in my life. Bank Arena, the fans are booing. And you get Sheldon Keefe, stop booing. You guys in the lounge, be quiet. <laughs> that's hilarious. But there's maybe one or two guys in professional sports that can get away with it and not get eviscerated. I think he's one of them too. So I'm not sure if they stopped uh, booing afterwards, but uh, when pop speaks, I think a lot of people listen, but that was, that was amazing. <laughs> Apparently it got progressively louder. So for those of you who are unaware of what I'm talking about, Greg Popovich, the uh, head coach of the San Antonio Spurs got on the PA of the building last night when Kawhi Leonard was there with the LA Clippers. And I guess apparently they're still booing Kawhi Leonard in San Antonio, which makes no sense. Like he's been God for almost a decade at this point, but like this guy went on the PA, like that's a great comparison. It's like Sheldon Keefe being, you know what, Mike Ross, can I have the mic for like 10 seconds and just spew off and shit on these people for booing. But maybe it just shows you that Popovich pop just owns that team. Like he could do what he wants. Yeah, he seems like he's uh, part of the San Antonio mob there. He's uh, he's in the fabric uh, of the city, and that doesn't make sense why they're booing him. But, you know, the one thing I can tell you, I don't think I've ever been booed, but when they are booing, you notice it for three, four seconds, and that's it. You're so dialed into the game. So I know he's trying to help Kawhi, but, you know, you see him. There's no breaking him, oh. and he probably didn't even notice, to be honest with you. I'm happy you brought that up. So, like, you mentioned that, like, as an athlete, you're going to get booed sometimes. I don't know if it was to the same level, like when you return to Florida, but like, how, does it impact a player? Cause like I, I, you know, especially in this market, I remember John Tavares, first game on long Island, dude, they're throwing like rubber snakes at the guy. Does it matter on like who the person is, how long they were there? No, it's, it's funny because your teammates sort of give it to you and they give it to you and they start to smile. But I'll, I'll tell you, that was one of my fears uh, going into the yeah. National Hockey League, just the crowd noise and how many people and, you know, you're looking at how big the arena is. But once you're in an actual game, it's almost your periphery is, is non-existent. You don't even notice it. So yeah. uh, they used to have a game spot the person in the yellow coat because that's how hard it is to focus on the crowd. So when you weren't playing a lot, hey, go find somebody with a yellow coat. But when you're on that ice you don't hear or notice anything it's like you're almost in the matrix which is kind of weird no it's funny and i i figured it was that way and like even with Kawhi leonard like it, it reminds me even back in the day when kobe bryant was like such a superstar in the league and there's so many videos of this guy just looking straight ahead like had no clue what was going on but then like for anybody who's been to a sporting event and you've been like i was there when vince carter returned to air canada center at the time as a new jersey net and like it, it was hostile, but I, I always wondered from that perspective how the athlete feels, but that does make a lot of sense. It goes away after a couple moments and, 
and that's how it goes. So uh, Dave Boland's coming up. I, I wanted to uh, draw some parallels, of course, to the game coming up tomorrow. Uh, Dave Boland, of course, a former Toronto Maple Leaf, won two Stanley Cups in Chicago. So he's coming up in about 15 minutes at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe here on YouTube, at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. Leafs Morning Take, wherever you find your podcast as well. Just search us and we'll pop up on your screen. Brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off, up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees in their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25, that's code NATION25, for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Don't forget, uppercase in the NATION25, offer valid in Canada, subject to change, and terms apply. So Turkey upheaval, um, you've worked in this industry for a long, long time. You've played in the league. How much stock do you put into the standings at American Thanksgiving? Well, it's, it's funny because I, I read all the analytics and then I read all the articles saying you need to be within four points of striking distance of a playoff spot or you're done. But uh, in the National Hockey League, you know, you do it in five game segments. I think there's 16. I think we talked about 16 five game segments and yeah. they're at segment three right now. So when you put that in perspective from the team, you feel that you're still in it. So if it's segment eight, nine, and you're now 10 point, yeah, it's going to be too tough of a hill to climb. So as the players, you can't get too far ahead or look um, because regardless if you're in the playoffs or not, guys are playing for things other than wins. Guys are playing for contracts. Guys are playing to stay uh, in the league. Guys are playing for points. So there's that. Uh, it, it You can't just say, yeah, we're four points out. The season's over because uh, from uh, a player management coaching perspective, they don't look at it like that too. So yes, uh, we know the rules and rules are meant to be broken, but you know, there's some teams that are sort of below that threshold right now um, that I still think can get into the playoffs and you can't just say, well, we're in the playoffs right now. We can just coast it. But uh, as a player, you break it down to every five games. Uh, and I think even if you're going to say, Hey, we have to do a long-term assessment of this team. It's usually Christmas or right after Christmas is where, Hey, you know what? We're going to start maybe uh, getting, a, getting rid of some draft, getting rid of some guys for some draft picks and looking towards next year. But if you take a night off a shift off a week off, guys know your teammates know management knows and you get labeled a problem so you have to continually work hard have a positive attitude buy in if not you'll get labeled and you'll be out of the league a lot sooner than later i love the perspective that uh, obviously our various co-hosts on this show uh you jay rosehill carter hutton bring to the table because again i wasn't able to play obviously at a high level in any sport namely the nhl and i think you bring perspective like even following it as a fan or a media member not to get too high not to get too low, right? I think you look specifically, Stewie, at this market. It's pretty insane. What, like 17 games through? And it feels like I've been, you know, through the Cold War, man. Like, it feels like it's been five <laughs> years. Like, man, it's hilarious yeah. to me. And it's not to poke at Edmonton, but you you look at McDavid. The guy looks so tired. Like, he looks spent, man. It's like not even the 20-game mark of the season, you know? Yeah, and for Edmonton to put things into perspective a little bit more, yeah, it's not about the losses; it's about how they're losing, right? And mm -hmm. you know, if you have to try to come back from winning, you know, try to come back, you know, down two, three goals, or you got to win games, um, you know, seven five, you know, that emotional roller coaster that weighs on you. And it's not just the play for Connor McDavid; it's just the the stress of the year, and you can see it literally on his face. He cannot hide it, and uh, so that's why in the league in 82 games, you got to have some easy wins. If you're coming back, you're going to run out of gas. You're going to run out of juice a lot sooner than later. So that's where you know those 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 top teams that are contenders, you know, every single year, 
you know, they win those games 4-1 or 5-2 and they cruise and they have all four lines contributing because if you only have two lines and, and two D and a goalie thinking that you're going to run through 82 game season, once you get to those playoffs, you're going to be out a lot sooner than later. Producer Aaron writes in, I've aged 12 years in 18 games, and that's bang on, I think, when you look at Edmonton. I think we're feeling a bit better about the Maple Leafs. Uh, they're in a playoff spot. Again, it's tough to, to contextualize it. Of course, the Leafs have played, what, two games in the last two weeks, back in action tomorrow against Chicago, Matt Nafer on Black Friday, and then uh, the Kyle Dubas revenge game in Pittsburgh on Saturday. Uh, what's your overall feeling on this Leafs team? We haven't talked in a, in a bit here. Well, it, it's funny now that uh, I'm sort of on, on this side of it and, and yeah. you know, I, I consider myself a, a Toronto sports fan. It's, yeah. you know, there, there can't be any high or, or low. To, there is a high that it's too high and there's a low too low. But, you know, the game, the team's winning, you know, they just won four games in a row. And it's like, well, they didn't deserve to win. They're not playing good hot. And I'm like, win's a win. Right. And it's you got to appreciate the little things um, and the stuff that's going on with this group. And, you know, you talk about a player like Willie Nylander. He just came over a, a rock star to Sweden. Now he's an even superstar coming back. 17 game point streak. Matthews is up there amongst the league leaders. So a lot of things are clicking right now. Uh, you saw Samsonov falter a little bit, too. But Joseph Wall stepping in, too. So there's a lot of great things uh, about this group. You know, you saw the third line stabilize. You saw Robertson that's doing pretty well as well. Matthew Nyes is scoring. You're seeing some of the fourth line guys come out of nowhere and step up. So um, it's a long season. And I think as a fan, you got to learn to appreciate it, not poke little holes. And it's funny. I was talking to somebody. um, I don't know. Maybe I think I was in Pittsburgh and I was just talking about just the stress of, you know, we were talking about, you know, it was actually a former Leaf, uh, actually. I'm not going to say if he was in Pittsburgh or, or Washington. It was just the stress of every single little detail the media is talking about. It's like, why are we talking about what Pierre Engvall did in the second period? It's such a microcosm of the overall scope of what happens with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's it, it, it weighs on the players. It does weigh on the players because it's like, you know, there's other markets you can walk to the local you can walk to the rink and they won't notice you walking out of the rink and uh but it comes with the territory it comes with part of being a Toronto Maple Leaf because when you win and you're successful you're going to be a legend I'm going to go see guys like Darcy Tucker and Wendell Clark those guys are legends for the rest of their life because what they did for the blue and white too so uh for me you know it it was tough I had an opportunity to sign with the Maple Leafs but the stress it, it was too much for me at my career I didn't want to risk it they could have buried my career my uh not my career my contract on the way to burying five of my contracts but the guys that come in and are successful they're their legends for the rest of their life it's uh great to hear you touch base with Colby Armstrong recently in Pittsburgh that's always fantastic <laughs> it wasn't Colby I almost, I almost Kobe, made it out no. who it was, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, me. no, that's fair. No, that, that means you're a true teammate, my man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see my new shtick on, on social media? Yeah, the new $9 million man. You're, so, you're rough with some... This, it's fucking ridiculous, okay? Where did I'm you find so that? What's t- the original? I know you're chirping somebody on that because you're usually on there chirping, but it's pretty no, funny. I'm not you, picking you anybody. On that. Please explain that. Uh, okay, so the explanation behind this, it's always fucking Toronto where it's like, Nylander's going to get 13 mil. Like they're, they're talking to rival executives now. Like it's only, t- I asked Burke, Brian Burke, who we, who we worked together with on hockey central. I asked him this yesterday, why this is the case. And there wasn't really an answer. So now I'm like, I'm going to spit it the other way. Let's, I got Florida Panthers fans at me today, man. Cause I'm talking about Sam Reinhardt, his contract here. No way the Florida Panthers are going to be able to afford him. I'm going to do it for every player. March is so stamp coast. Let's, let's turn it back the other way and say, oh, 
see how the other uh, the opposition feels about it. You know, it's funny you mention that because I actually after I read that tweet, I went on <laughs> Hockey DB and looked up Reinhardt. I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe he could get taller. <laughs> but you you make a good point. It is the hockey mecca. Oh uh, man, a lot of the the media runs through Toronto, and a lot of the headlines runs through Toronto, and I have to be conscious of it too on other shows, right? Because it's mm-hmm. it is center of the hockey universe and uh, you get the most engagement the most clicks but um it it is a different market but it goes back to you know if they win a cup with this group you know you're 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 not you're not partying in jacksonville you're not going back to jack you're going to be in toronto at two cats for the next two years celebrating that that's how um big it would be in this market so um, there's a lot of stress. Yeah, there's a lot of stress. What's yeah. going to happen with Nylander? But that comes with the territory. It comes with the territory. And again, the one thing you can say with him, he's wheeling around in a tank top. It's not affecting him. I think it's actually <laughs> invigorating and giving him more juice to play even better. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny you brought that up because uh, our mutual friend, Devontae Smith-Belly, yeah. uh, I, we had him on a couple weeks back when they played Washington or whatever. And uh, I asked him about the time last year, last spring, me and Devo hit the town after the Leafs beat Tampa. And he was like oh. rolling his eyes. Like this guy won a fucking Stanley cup. And he's like, why are people celebrating for a, he's like, I get it. He's like, I totally get it. But like he was rolling his eyes. There's guys that are, are sitting down, <laughs> you know, in a hospital bed, probably in their house, watching every yeah, game waiting to die. <laughs> but that's, that's sports, right? And that's the power yeah. of sport. And, and now that I'm retired, I have an appreciation for it. I have an appreciation for the Toronto sports fan and a, a, a it's a big part of a lot of people's lives and there's a lot more uh, dangerous vices than being a Toronto sports fan. So again, I, I, I love it. Again, you see me, I get chirped all the time on Twitter. I, I love the engagement. I love, yeah. uh, you know, the random leaf accounts with a, a player, a picture of a player and they're just chirping all day. I, I love all of it. I love it. It's, it's, it's good for the game. <laughs> I live for I it as well. I still get the Jack Campbell tweets. That was two years ago. And they put it on my timeline. Like I said it yesterday. I'm like, that suit that I was wearing doesn't even fit me anymore. You should know that. That was two years ago when I was a lot thinner. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I was I was thinking of you yesterday. Won't lie. There was a list uh, put out there. Top 10 goalies of all time in the Leafs for the Leafs. And, Where's uh, Cujo? Your boy- like, come on. That's farming for engagement. Where is Cujo? Yeah, they did it on purpose. I'm not going to mention who because uh, they don't sponsor us. But um, yeah. Cujo wasn't on there, and Jack Campbell wasn't on there, and uh, Ben Scrivens <laughs> wasn't on there either. I was going to say, what about Toscala? Did, didn't Toscala play some good hockey for the Leafs? I just remember, I'm like, I wanted Nabokov, and they got Vesa Toscala, and yeah. Well, my point is, it goes back to my point. There's that guy on his yeah. deathbed saying, 1946, freaking Gump Wormsley. <laughs> There were some it's, names it's there I didn't fair. recognize, but again, I I, I I I know the appreciation for some of the older Leafs because again, they won. Those are guys that won cups, and they're they're still legends, right? I don't know if they're still around, but they're still legends. Because yeah, we we talk about that a lot on this show, where it's like, if you win, you'll you'll be a hero in this city. But like, even to an extent of like the importance of a Gilmore, as you mentioned, a Clark, like this team still hasn't won in a long, long time, but. I just think it's more so how they played the game and their importance to the to the market, to the city, the attachment to the fans. Like I I wonder sometimes, like maybe it's an unfair example, but like how Austin Matthews will be perceived in twenty five years, thirty years. Mitch Marner, Willie Nylander. You think it'll be to that effect, even if they don't win? Like obviously, fingers crossed that they do win. But even if they don't yeah, win, I people remember so. them like that. 
I think so. Cause I go around the rinks right now and, and yeah. you know, I deal with a lot of kids on the ice and these guys are superheroes to, to these kids. And you, you ask 10 different kids, you're going to get 10 different answers. Who your favorite leaf is Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, William Nylander, and just seeing their social media of them at a game. And they're in the 300th level zooming in on the light on, on ice level during warmup. There's my favorite player. So these guys are, uh, transcending just on the ice into, you know, superstardom with some of the fans. So in the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, when it's all said and done, we'll be talking about all of those guys as, as all time great Leafs. And if they Immortalize. win, we'll yeah. build the statues. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. Because again, uh, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, Clark and, and Sittler and guys like that. And, and that's the hope. That's the expectation. Uh, we should bring in today's guest. The following interview is brought to you by Sober Carpenter. Hold the alcohol, keep the flavor, enjoy a range of non-alcoholic beers so good that you'll think it's the real thing. Look for Sober Carpenter at Sobeys, Loblaws, Whole Foods, Metro, Farm Boy, and other retailers today. As you bring in former Toronto Maple Leaf, two-time Stanley Cup champion, it is Dave Bolin. How are you, Dave? What's going on, guys? Not too much. Uh, great to have you on today. Maybe you could piggyback off what we were just talking about. Like, What was your feel coming to Toronto, um, obviously being a bit of a local product, but what was that feel when you, when you, when, when you, you know, showed up in Toronto? I loved it. Uh, I remember getting traded just after I uh, scored the game winning goal for the, uh, the Blackhawks. So Not a big deal. I think it was like two weeks later. Uh, Cause the, it was that, that year was a lockout. So I think it was Carbomb and I, we were watching golf at, at my house and, I saw a call coming from Stan. And I was like, ah, and I kind of knew what was going on uh, during the season. There was some chatter that uh, some guys had to go because of the cap and everything. So um, I got the call from Stan. He's like, hey, what's happening? I'm like, well, I kind of know what's going on here. I think uh, I think I know the issue. He goes, yeah. He goes, we traded you. He's like, but uh, I'm going to send you back home to Toronto. So to hear that from uh, from Stan after helping them win two Stanley Cups was, was great. But when I got traded to Toronto, I was like, oh, even better. Uh, I was excited. I couldn't wait to get there just to be from Toronto and be from Etobicoke or Mimico. Uh, it was it was a dream come true. Dave, we were just talking about like how, how different, how unique this market is. Like Stewie mentioned, he had the opportunity to sign with the lease back in the day, didn't choose to. And, you know, even in this market, we're still talking about Luke Shen leaving, going to Nashville, specifically Ryan O'Reilly got a bit of heat. But, I totally get it. Uh, did it bother you at all? Maybe it was a bit different. You came from Chicago, where obviously you're in the spotlight as well there. But like, did it bother you at all? Like playing in the market and dealing with the media? No, I loved it actually. I I, I kind of like it. I kind of I kind of rally behind it. And it, it, for me, it was kind of the same as Chicago. Uh, those Chicago fans are tough. They're not easy, yeah. and they're down. Uh, they get on you and they give it to you pretty hard. So when I came to Toronto, uh, the media, the fans. They didn't really bug me. As long as you show up and play and you work hard uh, anywhere, I think the fans aren't going to say much or the media is going to say much. But I think if uh, you take a few nights off or a few months off, uh, they're going to be all over you. Did you actually have any interactions with the fans negatively? I know you know Steger, the infamous story where someone threw dog poop on his on his car in his condo or something like that. Any of that happened to you? No, that didn't happen to me. But I can see that happen to Steger for sure. He opens up his mouth a little too much, a little too much uh, than, than I do, but uh, I've never had that story. <laughs> Stewie, uh, going back to you know, we were talking earlier about um, just 
if they win a cup in this market, how much legends that they would be. How was it for you every time you go back to Chicago? I see all the videos on Instagram. I still follow you and, and what you're doing. Uh, how was it when you go back to Chicago and, and just interacting with the fans? Like you guys are you know, legends there. Same as London okay. as well. I know. Not as much no. as London, but <laughs> Richmond no. Row, eh? More, more, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just get all the Western students in London. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, when we go back to Chicago, it's like when, when, right when you step off the plane, it's like people greet you everywhere. Uh, like it's just everywhere you go, you go to a restaurant, someone always sees you, that someone notices you, or the fans love you. And you get wherever you go, you get taken care of anywhere uh but like you said if toronto wins they'll be legends till they die um i know i've been a leaf fan Stu. you've been a leaf fan you grew up in scarborough we all that's one thing before i die i, I i'm still a i'm still a leaf fan in heart and uh i, I, I still want to see them win a stanley cup before anything goes down but uh like they, they'd be living legends there, there's nothing that they would have to do for the rest of their lives and just show up in toronto and you'd be taken care of. Yeah. Big time. Uh, what's your read on this team? Obviously it's uh, they're off to a pretty decent start. Um, a bit of turbulency as the, is the case most Novembers, but it seems like they've weathered the storm a bit. Nylander's a rock star. What's your feel in this team? It's always like every Leaf fan. We're going to knock them down to the, uh, yeah, till they get good, but up front they're, they're, they're unbelievable. They're, they've got so much power. I think, that third and fourth line, like you look at our team in uh, Chicago in 2010 and 2013, uh, I was kind of that third line grinder. Um, I took down the Sedin twins. I took down uh, Jumbo Joe. I was going against all these top lines. And I think as you look at it, those third and fourth lines, they they, they win you guys games and they, they win champions uh, or championships. You got your star players, Matthews and... Marner, Nylander, they're always going to, they're going to be there every game. Uh, you're you're going to get a goal or two out of them, whatever. But when you get those third and fourth lines and you're cut, shutting down those top lines and you can't get out there against them. And I remember Quinville had me out there against every, like Taser and Kaner would be on and the Sedin twins would come on and Taser and Kane would come right off the ice. Then I'd be right on the ice. And those were just some of the, like I, I, I did whatever I could to, to win. If I had to, get punched in the face a few times or, or stick the Sedins or whatever I had to do. Um, that's, that was, that is my role. And Hey, we won two Stanley cups while I was there. They won an extra one, but, uh, but it's, it's those third and fourth lines that, 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 that win you championships. And then I think they're D I think they're missing a little bit of, a little bit of defense. I think you got Riley in that, but I think when, I think in the start of the season, they were looking at Petrangelo there and, I think he'd be a great fit, but it's just the way things go. But uh, I think a little bit on the D and goaltending. But yeah, that, that's, that's another that's, conversation too, that's right? That's a lot of ingredients missing there. Dave's <laughs> <laughs> like, they need a brand new team. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think that the, every playoffs there seems to be like a, a a players coming out party, and I think for you guys it was it was big buff, right? So when you look at this yeah, roster, yeah. who's going to be that big buff or? or the marsh so the guy that sort of comes out of nowhere and turns into a star. So, you know, looking at this roster, especially on that bottom six, like who can be that guy? Maybe it is a Robertson or something like that, but it's got to be built in that ilk, big, strong scoring. I think of game seven, you know, triple yeah. overtime, the type of goal that's being scored. I don't think it's coming off the rush, right? And uh, going wide <laughs> no. and going far down, it's going to be no. an ugly goal. So who's going to be that guy? So I think Bulls made a perfect point on that. 
No, hundred percent. Like, like you said, big buff, like, and then you got, like you, you talk about big buff, but then you talk like Andrew Ladd, myself, mm-hmm. you talk about Steger. We had Eager, so much. Yeah. Eags, yeah. Eags, uh, there's a ton of us that like, just, just throwing in an extra goal there. I remember Eager had a few extra goals there. Those are, those are huge goals by fourth line. Uh, but then you had big buff at Pronger. Nobody could move big buff. Like he was just a truck and he could fly down the wing. He could hammer you in front. Luongo hated him. Like they, nobody could move the guy, but that, those were, like you said, those are your unsung heroes that, that stepped up when you don't have Kaner and Taser. Um, a few of those top guys, Sharpie, uh, that maybe had an off night, but Hey, we show up. It's, it's kind of like, uh, you're, you're kind of, you kind of got both, both lines going, but you're, you got the top line, maybe not that night. You got our line going. So you, you gotta, you gotta just have the presence of, of the whole team there. I won't lie. I had that feel last spring when they brought in Ryan O'Reilly and his DNA was all, all over the, the goals in the Tampa series. Right. But I think specifically in this market, like we, we try to quantify how to win, what it means to win. Uh, I think Otto, it's, it's so easy. Let's bring in a guy who's won. They did that with you. They did that with others. Uh, I get that. But like my question for you is like back in your days in Chicago, was there a moment where you looked around, you saw some of the big boys on that roster really pull up their pants and say, you know what, we're going to do anything we need to do to win a hockey game. I just, man, sometimes I watch the Leafs in the playoffs and I just don't feel that way, sadly. To be honest, that year we played against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, the year, I think it was Pittsburgh and Detroit. I think. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Detroit yeah. won that year, right? Uh, we couldn't, I, I, we couldn't, I, most of us could not believe how far we made it, but we, we had a good team. Um, <clears throat> I got lined up against Datsuk. And I just got my show ran. I, I was like, Jesus. I'm like, this guy is unbelievable. He's stopping, popping me. I'm winless. Well, hot. My, hit me right in the chest. I'm 
can't breathe. I'm like, how do I get around this guy? This guy's unbelievable. And that was a learning curve for us. We lost against them. We knew what it took to get to the finals, to the division. Um, but we, we knew what it took. And I think that next year we came in, we got hosts. Hosts just came off a, a final loss, uh, Kopecky. Um, and we had some some guys that came in that year. And hey, that year we played in 2010. I think we went, I, I'm not sure, but I thought we went on like a eight or nine game losing streak, almost like the Oilers right now. But <laughs> that's another question too. But uh, but uh, I think we, we went on like a, six or seven maybe not maybe not nine or eight but we were like oh my god this is not good but uh but like you said we stuck by each other we knew what it took to get there from the year before host knew what it took to get to the finals and we came in that next year and just blew it all up yeah so going back to that um you know tampa bay losing uh you know to columbus i think in four straight i think part of it was they were trying to get all these records they had their foot on the gas the whole entire year uh, going back to your cup runs, was it an aspect of the season where you said, hey, guys, we're not necessarily going to be going pedal to the metal, not take nights off, but just say, hey, you know what? We're not necessarily going to push so hard if we're down 3-1 in the middle of the third, knowing that it's an 82-game season. Because in this market, it just seems after every win, it's a big deal. And after every loss, it's an even bigger deal. A hundred percent. It's it's a long season. I think once you go all the way to the end, what is it, like 120, 130 games that, that, that you play in? Your body, if I sent you a picture of me holding the cup in my jaw, <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd look at me and be like, oh, my God, this guy needs a meal. <laughs> like, yeah. I was skin and bones. But um, <clears throat> it's a long season. And I know that season uh, when I did come in in 2010, I had some, I had some back issues. Uh, I had surgery on my back in November. So I, when I came in, I was well-rested. I think I missed, it, missed November, December, January. I think that was the Olympic year. Uh, my trainer's like, Hey, if you don't come back for before the Olympics, uh, you're not getting those two weeks off. So I was like, fuck, you know, I'm like, I'm coming back. I'm like, I'm getting back as fast as I can here. I want those two weeks off. I've had enough weeks off, but, um, so when I came back, I was well rested. Uh, we were just getting probably about 30 games left in the season. Uh, I was ready to go, uh, once those playoffs came and, I was I was well rested, but there was other guys that, that have been through the year and been through the ringer. But we had guys that, and like you said, it's 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 knowing your role. Um, it's knowing the first line guys what they do, the second line, third line, and fourth line. Uh, everybody's just got to know their role, and as long as you're playing in between the between those, you're fine. So, Bulls, the uh, the most polarizing conversation right now in Toronto stems with Willie Nylander. He's a rock star, as you mentioned off the top of the uh, of the interview. Uh, he ripped it up in Sweden. What's your read on that? Obviously, I mean, you've you've been on that side when it comes to contract negotiations and talks and stuff like that. But w- where do you stand when it comes to the Nylander conversation? Well, I don't know. It's going to get tough now because yeah. they just. I think every every game goes by. He's making another <laughs> million or half a million. That uh, that they're gonna have to give them. So it's a tough situation. It's it's tough. It's it's either they do something now or they wait and lose them or you see one of the top guys go. Uh, it's, it's tough. Uh, it's there's many scenarios around it that I, I, I'm kind of stuck with what what they're gonna do. Lastly, right? uh, like, I, I, I yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You're okay. I'm, I'm just, 
I'm like you said, I'm like, I get, what are they going to do? <laughs> not like, Give them all the money. That's what they're going to do. That's what they have to do. It's easy for a former player to say that, but I, you know, that's my problem with this whole thing is, is like, is like, why does, why does every fan think the Nylander camp has to win this? Like, why can't they meet in the middle? Like anybody you talk to, it's like, pay the man, pay the man. It's like, do you not know what a salary cap is? It's tough. But like yeah. when you're playing, like I came <clears throat> my time in Toronto, I remember sitting there with Shanahan and he was offering me not that much. And Florida came in and offered me more. You only got a certain time period to make a lot of money when you're playing. You don't know when your next, your next injury was my, I cut my perineal tendon. I got in another year. Uh, I, I got in and got my contract, tried to keep up playing and, I just couldn't keep up anymore. My ankle was given out. It was more mentally, more on my mental side, trying to keep up. Mm -hmm. I know I could, I could play the game, but with my ankle, I just couldn't keep up. And fortunately I signed my five-year deal and I got my money, but it's, it's just one of those deals with Nylander. He's going to, he's going to want to, he's going to want what he wants and it's going to be tough. Um, I just wanted to ask to, to, to wrap here, um, Patrick Kane, right? The Leafs have been linked to him. You played with Kaner, um, you know, cap aside, cause I get it, uh, fit aside. Like what would a guy like Patrick Kane bring to the Toronto Maple Leafs? Cool. Everything. You get him, you got more. He's a, he's a gamer. He's, if you watch him during all of our, all of our series wins, uh, he's, 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 in every situation, every goal, he's uh, he's in it. Uh, game-winning goals, 2010, most of game-winning goals against LA when we beat them. Uh, game-winning goals against Vancouver. He's just going to bring everything to the table. And he's, he's Kaner does not take losing well. Uh, he takes it pretty hard. But when he's on the ice, he wants the puck. Like, whenever you get the chance to give it to him, I just don't know how it's going to go with Marner, Matthews, uh, Tavares, all these guys are going to want the puck, but uh, it would look good for the Leafs. But I wouldn't say that's where the Leafs should be going. I think the Leafs should be looking for more on the back end and uh, maybe the goaltending situation. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's funny. I hate to lose. I've been watching Shorzy a lot. I think the Leafs need more guys who hate to lose, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Bulls, this has been so much fun, man. Really appreciate it. I think next time we're going to talk just specifically Richmond Row with you, okay? Oh, yeah. I can, we'll have tons of stories about that. I went to Funshaw, my guy. Uh, Sagin? <laughs> no, Sagin's Western, man. Oh, yeah, Funshaw. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, Bulls, awesome, great guys. catching up, man. Thank you so much thanks, for this. Bulls. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks, guys. Anytime, you guys let me know. Cool. Take care. Thanks. See you guys. Dave Boland, uh, former Toronto Maple Leaf. Uh, I know one of my buddies uh, who I worked with, actually. You know him, Jay Khan. Jay Khan's yep. like the biggest Dave Boland fan you can you can find in life. Like, he bought his jersey when he came to the Leafs. Yeah, but you saw, you know, talking about winning the Stanley Cup and the different elements yeah. and ingredients, right? Yeah, you talk about the Canes and the Tays and the Hosas, but again, it was the Bolins and the Lads oh, and, yeah. you know, uh, guys like uh, Ben Eager who scored some big goals. You, you, need, you need those tertiary guys, those guys I that are going to step it. up. And, yeah. and again, I, I've never gone the distance in uh, the playoffs and in, in the NHL, but I was in the minors. I think second round, game seven, playing against Jamie Ben. And I was so 
tired. The only benefit to that was I did lose some weight, which is what I needed to do at the time. But it is so (laughs) draining being in a seven game series. Even that's only round two. I couldn't imagine. I heard the stories of Hal Gill drinking a whole tin of BioSteel. Like that's 60 scoops. That's 5,000 calories of juice, right? So it's tough. It's a war of attrition and you have to be mentally prepared to do it. And, you know, people don't like hearing me say as a former National Hockey League player, it's hard. And sometimes it's too hard. And there's times out there where I'm like, man, I'm out here with Lidstrom and Datsuk. Like, this league is hard. So it takes a special type of person and group to go not just a round, but to go all four rounds and be successful. Like you heard him talking about it. Like my body was mangled. It's, it's, it's you know, not taken away from war, but it's, it's war. It's absolute war. Would you agree with that sentiment that they need more guys who hate to lose? Like I, I thought Ryan O'Reilly is that type of guy. I know people have often scoff at that notion and everybody wants to win, but I, I just watch that team sometimes in, in the springtime. And it's like, just give me a bit more. Like I, I loved guys like Dave Bullen, as you brought up, because it's like your, your supporting cast is sometimes even more important to score that big time goal. Because what's, what's your one takeaway from this Leafs team the last say three postseason exits? Well, I think it takes time, right? It takes time. No, it takes time to mature as a player, right? And your goals and your dreams sort of adjust as you get a little bit older, right? And I remember being, you know, 19 years old with a, you know, $150,000 car, but I literally had to park it on the track to motivate me to go for a run because I'm like, I'm cruising around downtown Toronto. I'm I'm driving around being the man. And then when you get a little bit earlier, you're like late or later, older, excuse me, your perspective starts to change. So I think with this group, and I think that's why they haven't been making those moves and blowing up this group because they're mature. They have their money. They have their how they have everything they need. They have their term that. So now they have to shift the focus on winning. So I think a year uh, more of, uh, Nylander and Marner and Matthews, they just seem more mature in their game. You're seeing Matthews there. He's dominating oh, yeah. Nylander. There's the maturity in their game where uh, it's not necessarily desperation. They're just more focused on what they need to do to win. And you're seeing Matthews on the penalty kill. You're seeing mm-hmm. Nylander get to the net more. I don't care what the analytics say. He's getting to the net more. Um, so it, it takes time. And I want to talk about Nylander. He's not taking any pay cut. And that's another thing too about this universe here. You're like, how many Leafs have left? Do you think Pierre Engvall saying, oh man, I, I wish I worked out with the Leafs. He's sitting there with an eight-year contract. That, yeah. Needlander is like, I'm getting my money. Um, I had to eat crap on, on the last one. I had to sit out. I was underpaid for probably three of those years. I'm getting my money, whether it's here or there. So it's not my problem that there is a cap Toronto. It's not my problem um, that you've given other guys 11 and a half, 11 million. I'm proven that I am that guy and that's what I am. So yes, I'll maybe, yeah, I'll give you a little bit of a break. If you put a little bit more up front and you give me a nice little 11 or 12 million on July 1st, and you know, maybe I'll break a little bit, uh, you know, on the, on the number. But again, I, I was going back to my days in um, Atlanta where I had a career high 40 points and they're telling me, well, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. I'm like, mm-hmm. you can say what you want. I'm getting a raise from 600,000. It was only to 900, but or a million bucks, but I still, still got raised. that bump. You can't tell. So the same with yeah. Nylander, he's taking it in stride and he's just being laid back because he knows he's getting his money. He'd love to make it work in Toronto. But if you're coming at him with an eight, five or a nine, you're, it's, yeah. it's not going to happen. And he'll go on to greener pastures and you've shown, he's shown he's consistent and you're going to show, he's shown that wherever he ends up, he's going to have success. All right. So yeah, he can go somewhere, get his uh, $15 million a year and lose in the first round every year. I guess nothing will change, but I don't know. It's, that, 
fine, but that's some guys. And you, yeah. and, you, and you talk about the Tuckers and the Wendell Clarks. It takes a special type of person to care about that, right? And yeah, <laughs> right. And there is the business side too, where again, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm sitting in um, you know negotiations on on certain contracts, and I'm like, I wish I yeah. did things differently because that team didn't care about me. They didn't care mm-hmm. uh, about my long term health or anything like that. So it goes both ways, but yeah. it does take a special type of person to say, you know what. I'm going to sacrifice dollars and cents because I want to win that Stanley cup. But there's re- yeah. there's reasons why Sackick and Neiserman and Shen, these guys are legends because they did it and they did it consistently. And for me, they're better hockey players. They're better hockey people than me because again, for me personally, I was like, Oh man, I'm in the league. I'm making money. I'm great. Yeah. I didn't have the concept of what it took to win the Stanley cup because I was on teams that that wasn't, that wasn't the prerogative. <laughs> when I was yeah, in Florida, yeah. we didn't have the concept of the Stanley Cup. Same yeah. thing in Atlanta. There, you know, no, I, I don't think I played with any cup winners or anything like that. No. So it's tough. It's hard, Nick. Uh, and it yeah. takes a special type of person. I know this is going to be the rant that ends up on socials, but yes, no, I no. wasn't good enough to win the Stanley Cup. But you look at a player like Smith Pelly and what he had to do and the, the 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 goals that he had to score to help win. So special type of person. Uh, so, you know, don't give them slack if they're not that guy, because there's only, they come few and far between. And I would just add too, that these guys have plenty of time to change their narrative. Oftentimes I bring up Steven Stamkos. He didn't win till what he was 30, uh, uh, around there at least, uh, Alex Ovechkin. So like, just because people look at these guys and it's probably outside of this market, they look at Matthews, they look at JT, they look at, you know, Nylander, Marner, all those guys and say, Hey, they can't win. They're, they're unable to win. It takes one time for for that narrative to change. Like, if you recall the first 10 years of Steven Stamkos' career, everybody was talking like, that that, that guy can't win the big one, can't get the job done. And now he's going to go down as one of the more winning players of his generation. It's it's crazy how quickly it can change, right? Yeah, same thing as Oveshkin, like you mentioned. Yeah. And uh, Iserman took him forever to win. I don't think he was yeah, making playoffs exactly. the first five, six, seven years of of his career too. So it's it's tough. And Brian Burke says it's you know it's your turn to win every what 32 years. <laughs> so <laughs> I think the Leafs are just short. Uh, you know, they're, they're short on two cups, so they'll make it up hopefully in the next uh, few seasons. Right. <laughs> uh, three in a row. I see for the Maple yeah. Leafs starting this season. Now uh, we got a new Why sponsor not? on the show. Uh, how, how about this read? Uh, this segment is brought to you by charm diamond center. I think it's really ironic. I'm reading something about proposals, but nevertheless, charm diamond center is giving you a chance to win a $5,000 gift card. Became a, a, a champion. With the uh, proposed, how would you propose one knee, the bend, the snap? Do you remember how you proposed? Um, I think I was in a hotel room, I think, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, with but your, uh, I think I need a new paddles. grill. I need a new diamond grill. I actually wore one in Florida, and one of the veterans actually stole it, and they mailed it to me like five <laughs> years later. I'm like, how is it a, pract- a five-year practical joke? <laughs> Holy shit, man. You guys are pranksters, eh? <laughs> Like guys, I missed that grill. That doesn't even fit because my cheat, my teeth have shifted and all that. Like that's 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 a fu- that's a long practical joke. Five man, years. that's hilarious. That is hilarious. <laughs> Tag at Charm Diamonds on Instagram and a post a story with a video or photo of your uh, pro post. So again, just get that proposal going. Be sure to hashtag uh, the proposed to be entered. For more information, go to CharmDiamondCenters.ca. All right, gang, listen up. It's time to learn the pro pose. Coach? Bend and snap. Beautiful form. Nice arm extension. Facial expression. I could use some work. All right, let's see it. The pro pose. 
What's that guy doing? I think that's the bend and snap. That's a whole different deal. Mm. Charm, home of the pro pose. I love it. Uh, the pro pose. And I tell you, this program has uh, improved leaps and bounds. We have commercials now on our show, like live. Wow, what, a, what a league. What a league. Yeah, exactly. That, that's it's actually good a good commercial. There. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna look them up. So uh, shout out to our new friends over at Charm Diamond Center. Uh, make sure to, to, to get that going again. You can tag at Charm Diamonds on Instagram in a poster story with a video and uh, $5,000 gift card on the line throughout the season. So make sure you get it in, get it in quickly. Uh, so you look at the practice notes. It sounds like Connor Timmons, man, is is nearing a return. He was awesome. Like, I mean, awesome in training camp. It's training camp, so you take that with a bit of a grain of salt. But he was practicing with William Lagason yesterday. What do you think Timmons can bring to this lineup? Well, I think for him, the best ability is the availability. So he just has yeah. to sort of stay healthy. And I think that's the main thing. And, you know, I, I think the Leafs would be maybe a little bit more reluctant to make some of the moves they did, especially at the deadline last year and this year, because when healthy, He's a point close to point a game player. And uh, again, yeah, maybe he's got to focus a little bit more on the defensive side, but that's where you partner with the guy that's going to, uh, you know, keep it simple and simplify for him. So I think for him, I want to see with the, what he can do with a 20, 25 game stretch, because if he comes in and does what he's capable of doing, I think the Leafs really question, you know, do we really have to make a major move at the deadline like we had to do last year? Like for me, I think he could have done what Gustafson did. You see what he's doing this year, close to a point of game as well. So I think when healthy and staying healthy, and that's a big part of it, I think he can have a, a very productive uh, role on that Leafs blue line. Man, John Klingberg's getting the full like Jared Cowan treatment right now. Like remember when Cowan just like disappeared? Like I, we, like we barely saw Klingberg in Sweden. I just don't know how you go from a guy who's regularly in the lineup. Now, all of a sudden, he's hurt, comes back for a game, and he's MIA. Uh, the only update they gave, we thought we we're going to have some clarity on Klingberg this week. All they said yesterday, he'll be unavailable to play this week, and I have no clue what that means. But it seems like this guy is headed, like he, he's got business class for Obi Island and that ticket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's tough to speculate, right? But it's... Yeah. You know, it, the only day that you are healthy on the NHL is, is day one and guys deal with stuff all the time. And, and again, you, you've, you're an athlete, you've played baseball, you yeah. know, if it's your hip or your groin or your shoulders or your back, some of these injuries are so nagging where you have to fight through the pain and guys are taking, uh, you know, injection shots to, to numb the pain. Sometimes it's just too much. And, and I've done that. I played uh, against my brother with a grade one MCA sprain uh, in my knee. And that is the most painful. It's more painful than a tear. But I said, I cannot miss that game. But I actually, the damage I did playing that game because it was, it was my first game against my brother, I missed a month. I missed a month and added yeah. two weeks of uh, recovery time. So again, I don't want to speculate, but um, again, it's when you make seven, eight moves in the off season, what are the chances and the odds that you're going to hit on every single one? It's True. usually 50%. You're happy, right? So, uh, for him, yeah. I don't think it's working out. I think he was doing a decent job on the power play, uh, with his mm -hmm. lateral movement, moving it to the yeah. uh, left and right flanks. Uh, but again, I think they just need a little bit more stability, right? Protecting the goalie, insulating the goalie, getting pucks out, having good reads in the D zone, not letting pucks go through seams. And I think that's where he struggled. I think that's where the Leafs are looking to uh, solidify for their back end. To me, it's a lazy excuse to say, oh, he's injured. Uh, last time I checked, you know, blown zone assignments are not because you're injured. Like watching Klingberg play, I thought he was a forward throughout the year. Is that because he was injured? He thought he was a forward or? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, not getting into the battle. 
there was some yeah. speculation on the goaltender that was hurt too. And then, and then he ends up getting surgery and everyone's like, Oh, okay. I guess he really was hurt. I want right? the doctors. No, I want right? the fucking I don't. doctors. No, <laughs> you need to see the Locked surgery in. pictures. You need to see the x-rays. You need to see the, the blood reports. Stewie, <laughs> Stewie, answer this. Yeah. You saw opening night. You saw what was going on there, right? This guy's hurt. Like they paraded him out there to tell me the guy's injured to put him on LTR. Like, give me a break. I I, I, I understand. Days, if I'm not if I'm not hurt, you're not keeping me out of the line. Scratch me. Put it on the record that you're scratching me. And that's the thing. Hockey players are very very prideful. You're not just yeah. gonna disappear into the wind. Yeah, if I'm sitting on four or five years, and yeah, yeah, I can disappear. But this guy was supposed to get a seven year, eight million dollar contract, and he's two years into you know, signing for seven and four. So he, he wants to go make his, you know, he's, he still wants to perform because he wants to probably get another payday for the next three, four or five years. So for him just to say, I'm going to sit back and disappear into thin air into Robida Island. Usually there's a nice, nice bag, big bag of cash that goes with it. Not freaking two and a half million bucks. That's not enough to disappear me. I need more money, Nick. Give me, give me 20 million. I'll disappear. Not you think he's three. You have 30 to Robida Island. Like what's the weather like over there? Uh, I don't know. You're there. You're closer to there than I am. But uh, again, I don't think I've ever been bought out. Um, I've been sent down. I got sent down to the miners, so I didn't have to pay escrow. So I made an extra probably 150 k. But again, there's there's pride, and if you're if you're disappearing, guys, it, it's there's a lot more money attached to it. A bigger price tag. Hey, Lou Lamorello started this years ago uh, with the Leafs, but even with Klingberg, like you're telling me they didn't do their due diligence and they're like, yeah, I have a nagging injury. Let's pay this guy 4.15 million. Not in this market. They needed a win. They needed a win. They lost out on Shen. They needed a a perceived win. And signing Klingberg, I think everybody was like, whoa, yeah. He was he was in the same conversation as Heiskanen, and up. you know yeah, we yeah, know yeah. Anaheim was an outlier. We knew uh, Rangers were an outlier. Or Minnesota was an outlier. He's going to come in, run PP one, put up eighty points, and then now we're yeah. going to have a problem because we can't afford him, and he's going to jump <laughs> yeah. on Nylander's back. They're going to fly together, first class <laughs> glance somewhere at ten and a half, twelve million, and five million collectively. But it, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I hate to pile on Klingberg. I've actually been a big fan of his game, like more so when he's with Dallas. But like again. It was just a head scratcher from the beginning. You saw like, dude, he was a seventh defenseman on, on Minnesota last year after it didn't work in Anaheim, one of the shittiest teams in the league last year. And he, he went for like peanuts at the deadline. Like he was a walking red flag, but nevertheless, like we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Just anytime that type of stuff ha- happens in recent memory with this team, it's like, yeah, what's going on behind the scenes. I, I'd love like uh, that blueprint series that uh, I was in a couple of years ago. Remember when I was the radio voice of the Leafs? Yeah, it's gonna be like the cameras are like panning to Klingberg, yeah. and he has to like, oh man, then jump on the table. Ah, oh, my leg, my leg. <laughs> no, like this is how the cover. Yeah, it's like that Kevin, like that, that Kevin Nash give. You know, like, sits up. <laughs> like that's cut, and then know, he man. gets out, takes the blanket off. Yeah, but I was worse again, than Marie last you year. Can't. There's got to be something, uh, yeah. and it's got to be semi-serious because you can't. Yeah. Again, the agents won't be having it. The players, the PA won't be having it. You can't be fake. You can't be faking injuries. You can't. You can't. Dude. Okay. Well, if you're 38 years old and you got four more years and you got, yeah, that's, there's left on your contract and they don't want to pay the recapture penalty. Yeah. I can understand that. But this guy still, he still, he still has got to recoup some of that 55 million that was on the table for him three years ago. Buddy, he's going to go see your statue in the KHL. That's where Klingberg's going next. (laughs) <laughs> do they have a statue, statue for you out there 
Yeah, in the in the Russian gas room. Yeah, yeah, that's where it is. <laughs> Brought to you by Batano, the 2023 ETR winner for both the best sports book operator of the year and best in place sports operator awards. The game starts now. Um, you big into betting on football? You got any plays for me today? I hate football. Uh, I don't know who's playing, but whenever you have Baltimore, Buffalo, the Commanders, those are your teams. Pick the under. Pick the under. Okay. Go with the under. Wow. I'm the. I usually okay. do the over under. You don't usually don't want to be. Uh, cheering against non-scoring but i like picking the under some on some games hey do you like this theory when it comes to betting the over nhl wise around thanksgiving like i hit a couple overs last night i think the majority were overs and i think we can we can translate into that quick conversation about tomorrow's game against chicago i'm thinking i'm trying to like figure out what i should bet on tomorrow with that leafs game because part of me is like they haven't played in a while they're coming back for sweden but i think the attention to detail could be a big thing tomorrow in that game yeah, but I think it's going to be Bedard versus Matthews, and they want to score lots of goals. So I think there's going to be eight or nine between the two of them. Yeah, you so like I'd the over? The over on that. Yeah, yeah. Not okay, attention to deep, enough. A lot of over. Yeah, but if it doesn't hit, don't come looking for me. You don't know where I live, but uh, so don't, don't, don't even look. Uh, don't I look just will show up. I will show up at the Scarborough Town Center, and I'll just yell your name <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, see me at the Moxies up. there. Yeah, see me at the Moxies. <laughs> Pretty much. You probably uh, have a uh, rental space there. Uh, Aaron, yeah. producer Aaron, Lions money line, Cowboys spread, 49ers money line. So that's the official bet of the show. Stewie, uh, this was a blast, man. Appreciate it. Perfect. Thanks for having me as always, Nick. The one, the only Anthony Stewart, the stew cat. Uh, many thanks to Dave Bolin for dropping by. Producer Aaron, fantastic. The chat was on fire at the Leafs Nation 401. You talked about Brian Burke. We had him on yesterday. Go back and watch that interview. Uh, surprise, surprise, he's still a big-time believer in Ryan Reeves. Are you stunned by that? Again, there's the politics behind it. You sign a guy uh, for three years and you're burying him after 10, uh, that's going to be tough to be recouping some free agents down the line. Same thing with Patrick Laine. So, again, uh, you sign okay. him for three years, you got to give him another chance. But right now, the other, the fourth line's clicking, so he's just got to wait his opportunity. But to write him completely off at this point doesn't make sense. It's too bad we ran out of time. I wanted to get your breakdown of uh, Jack Campbell's five starts in the AHL, but we'll do that next time. Okay, thanks, Dewey. Jack who? Yeah, exactly. That's Anthony Stewart. I'm Nick Alberga. Peace out. We'll talk tomorrow. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N dot com. <laughs> you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation. You know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 